Transmitting from the lovely little city of Taylor, Texas, you are listening to Plow and Hose, a show dedicated to the joys and challenges of organic backyard gardening in Central Texas. I am your host, Julie Rydell. Welcome to the show. Hello, plant people. Thank you for joining me again today. It's uh, the end of January, and we've had some crazy January weather. It got a bit, uh, it got a bit warmed up um, this past week and had some rain too, which is always good. But we also had some really great fog, lots of fog, and I loved it. I just, I just really love a good overcast drizzly, foggy, foggy day. And I don't know why, it just kind of makes me feel more creative and excited, and it just kind of makes me happy. And I guess that's, um, you know, kind of weird, but whatever. Uh, I'm weird. We all know that. That's pretty well established, but it's a happy weird. Anyway, I I love that fog. It is... um, just great weather. Um, you know, it's kind of mysterious and a little bit ominous and unusual because we don't get fog very often in Central Texas. Um, you know, not the kind that lingers half the day like we did um, one day last week. That's so cool. I love that. Those kind of days are my favorite. Fog forms when warm air meets cold air. Water vapor in the warm air condenses when it hits the cold air, and it forms teeny tiny water droplets that hang in the air. Clouds form um, the same way, but you know, way up higher in the sky. And so that means that fog is basically just very low cloud cover. There are two different types of ways that fog forms, but the very most common way we get fog is when the warmth from the ground rises and cools in the humid air overnight. And this forms fog that is close to the ground. And usually it dissipates um, pretty quickly as the day warms up. But when the ground is wet, we get a thicker and more dense fog. And this type of fog is called radiation fog. So not like um, radioactive radiation, like really bad, but um, just radiant heat. So the heat from from the earth. And foggy days uh, seem really rare here in Taylor. And, you know, that's probably just part of why I love it. It's kind of special. Okay, well, January is winding down, and it's going to be February before we know it. Um, It's gone really quickly, but um, it's it's exciting because 
it's really the start of spring and summer gardening for us. Now, um, doesn't mean that our cool season is over. We can still plant um, a lot of the cool season crops. Um, now until the end of February um, is the perfect time to plant all of these cool season crops in our veggie beds. We can plant artichoke and asparagus crowns, Asian greens, beets. Um, we can transplant broccoli, cauliflower, kohlrabi, cabbage transplants. We can put those in. We can plant, um, sow some carrot seeds, kale, leeks, chard, lettuce, mustard greens, um, onion transplants. Um, we can plant English peas now. Um, we can also plant potatoes pretty soon. Uh, radishes, spinach, and also turnips. So we have all those wonderful things that we can um, plant right now outside. And that's just crazy. It's like 21 different things that we can plant now. And most of these um, we can plant from seeds. So you... Um, you should also be able to find um, a lot of these as transplants too. Probably not like the root crops like turnips or carrots or beets or in English peas. They don't really transplant that well. But everything else you can you can plant from, from seeds. Artichoke and asparagus crowns are a little more difficult to find in the stores. I'm not sure I've actually ever seen artichoke crowns for sale in a store in Central Texas, but I have seen um, asparagus crowns. Um, I've seen those at both grocery, not grocery, um, garden centers, and but then also at the chain stores too. Um, you can you can order um, artichoke crowns online, but be sure to check their shipping times. Some of these websites, um, the bigger companies, they import their crowns from other countries like um, the Netherlands, and they may not ship them right away. So be sure to check the, um, their shipping window and make sure that it will fit our planting window, too. This time of year is a great time for planting, you know, one last round of those cool season veggies. And even though right now the weather, um, you know, last week was um, pretty nice. It, we had like some crazy cold um, the week before that. So you are going to want to be prepared for a future freeze. It could happen. Um, it could happen multiple times, actually. And you'll want to make sure that your plants are protected especially those new um, little seedlings that come up. Um, our last average freeze date um, for this part of Central Texas is March 5th. And we've kind of had some recent history of getting some um, stupid weather, uh, some extreme freezing, and a whole lot of ice at this time of year with last year, winter storm Mara, 
Um, it took place the last week of January, the first week of February, which is the this week. And, of course, Winter Storm Yuri. Um, that was absolutely terrible. Um, that happened over Valentine's Day of 2021. It's not always nuts outside this time of year, but if you aren't interested in messing with planting outside right now, I don't blame you. It was really sad to lose my winter garden in 2021 and then lose it again uh, last year in 2023. But you know what? Late February, I mean, late January, early February is wonderful because we can start our warm season favorites like tomatoes and peppers inside. And if you haven't started those uh, seeds yet, that's fine. There's still a little time, but uh, don't put it off if your goal is to plant as early as possible. And the absolute earliest to plant those outside um, is right after the last average freeze, right around March 5th. Uh, so that gives us about a month to grow out some seedlings. Um, peppers and tomatoes can be started inside now for planting outside. And we have, um, we can, we need to transplant by the end of April. Early March, we can start other warm season favorites like squash and cucumbers inside and then transplant them um, later when it's warmer and they'll be happier when it's warmer. If you want to grow potatoes, mid-February is when you need to get them in the dirt, in the soil. You'll want to get some um, seed potatoes. And I've noticed seed potatoes available at um, our local feed store. And I've seen them also at um, chain stores. Um, now they're out and ready for sale. Seed potatoes are generally your best bet for success because they are um, intended for gardening and planting at home. You can use um, grocery store potatoes too, but you know, you don't always know if those grocery stores um, potatoes have been treated with anything um, to keep them from sprouting early. Um, grocery stores sometimes apply growth inhibitors to help with the shelf life of potatoes. You can use organic potatoes from the store. They're less likely to have that stuff on them. Um, but chances are you're not going to know what variety you're getting um, unless they're labeled with the actual name on it. So for you know best success and knowing what you're getting, you can just get seed potatoes. And they're pretty easy to find this time of year, um, especially if you do your shopping at independent local nurseries and also places like um, feed stores feed stores. Um, some varieties to look for are Yukon Gold, Kennebec, um, Red Lesota, and Red Pontiac. Now, potatoes, like their distant cousins, 
Um, tomatoes, they're related. They're both in the nightshade family. Um, potatoes also come in two growing types, determinate and indeterminate. Indeterminate potatoes produce their crop um, along um, a main stem, um, kind of similar to the way that tomatoes, in, just like indeterminate tomatoes, um, except with potatoes, of course, they produce the tubers below the soil, and tomatoes don't have tubers. As the uh, potato main stem grows, um, the new growth needs to be covered, um, you know, as it grows. Um, so every so often you're just going to cover the vine with um, some soil and cover that up. And this is going to help you maximize the harvest. Just like indeterminate tomatoes, indeterminate potatoes um, can grow really, really long and viney. And the stems, um, even for potatoes, can get up to seven feet long. So indeterminate potatoes take up um, more space in the garden and they need more um, time to mature, but you will get more potatoes. Now, determinate potatoes, um, they will only grow to about three feet tall. Doesn't matter what variety you get, um, determinate potatoes um, are smaller plants, but they produce a reliable crop of tubers without needing to constantly bury the new growth in the, on those stems and cover them with soil. Since determinate potatoes are smaller, they tend to be faster growing plants, and of course, um, they mature faster. So that's why it's kind of important to know the name of your seed potato. Um, so you can plan for it and have a good harvest and know, you know, if you need more space um, and you can just pick out the right spot for whatever potato you decide to grow. Now, all of the varieties that I um, mentioned just a bit ago are recommended for Central Texas. White Kennebec, Yukon Gold, Red Lasota, and Red Pontiac, those are all determinate potatoes, and they don't need to have their stems covered. So they're going to grow in a shorter amount of time, and you'll get potatoes a little bit sooner. The start of a new year in Central Texas is my favorite time of year because it's the official kickoff to spring gardening because many of our summer favorites need to be started inside from seeds. True Leaf Market has been selling heirloom and organic seeds since 1974. They offer a huge selection of seeds of all kinds, veggies, herbs, flowers, grains, cover crops, specialty seeds, and they even sell sprouting and microgreen seeds. Plus, they carry all the supplies you need to grow these things. 
in addition to their free downloadable garden guides, True Leaf Market has a brand new feature on their website. It's a seed selection tool that's going to help you decide which varieties to buy and grow. It's super easy. Just click on the seed finder quiz and answer a handful of questions and you'll get recommendations based on your preferences and growing conditions. Check out the quiz and order online at trueleafmarket.com and be sure to use promo code PLOWHOSE10 and get $10 off your order of $50 or more. If you can, choose um, smaller seed potatoes, like an inch or two, uh, because you'll have better luck than if you try cutting up larger ones. You have to let, um, if you slice up a potato, you have to let the cut pieces dry out a bit, um, you know, for a few days and allow those cut edges to form a callus before you plant them. Um, If you plant them without that callus um, forming, um, you increase your chances of the potato rotting um, in the ground, and we don't want that. Now, cutting up a larger potato is one way um, to save a little bit of money, but um, anytime that you cut into a potato for this purpose, um, you're exposing the cut pieces to additional pathogens. So, um, you yeah, know, kind of a risk, but nothing terrible if you don't, uh, if you get a potato from that. But if you do, um, have end up with a large seed potato and you want to cut it and get more plants from it, you know, check out your potato, look at where the little um, divots are and see if you can notice any little growth nodes on there and cut your potato so that you have, you know, at least like a nice two inch square chunk that has, um, one or two of those little divots, and that's where the eyes form. Then um, let your cut sides dry out for a few days before planting them in the ground. Now, some people um, prefer to pre-sprout their potatoes. Um, This kind of just is like a little jump start, Um, but you don't have to do that if you don't want to. You don't have to pre-sprout potatoes if you don't feel like it, but a lot of people like to set their seed potatoes out in like a warm, sunny spot and let the potatoes um, start to develop the eyes. The eyes are the um, first signs of the sprouts. Um, Pre-sprouting gives them the opportunity to... um, kind of start that green growth and, you know, the potato um, will, 
you know, it, it triggers that growth by pre-sprouting them. If you just put them in the ground and cover them up with dirt without pre-sprouting, that's fine. They'll, they'll sprout on their own. Um, I want to point out uh, or make a recommendation or maybe brag on myself a little bit. I don't know. Um, I had really good luck last year with organic grocery store um, potatoes. Um, they were Yukon Gold little baby potatoes, and um, I guess I forgot about them for a little while, and they had started growing um, some little sprouts. So I decided to just plant those, and I had a really good last year, a really good harvest last year with those. Winter is starting to recede a little bit, and with the days getting a little more daylight, I am looking forward to getting back in the garden. It's one of my favorite ways to spend time, but, you know, with work and my family and all of the after-school activities and things that we're involved with, sometimes it gets hard to focus, um, and... I, you know, I'm just, I spend a lot of time thinking about everything that needs to be done. And, you know, really some days my energy level does just not keep up with our active family. And I started to notice that having an extra cup of coffee or two um, was just too much of a boost for me. And also, Having caffeine in the afternoon was wrecking my sleep, but luckily I discovered Magic Mind, and it is a natural alternative to coffee. It's a little one-ounce bottle of lots of green goodness, Magic Mind is actually a productivity drink, and it helps me to reduce my caffeine intake while improving my focus and my energy levels, and that's thanks to the healthy blend of adaptogens and nootropics, all from real ingredients like matcha and bacopa and ashwagandha and turmeric and lion's mane. And in less than a week, I started feeling a difference and my energy levels evened out and no more overdoing the caffeine. Magic Mind is full of antioxidants, vitamins, and other micronutrients. And I feel really good both mentally and physically. So if you are looking to cut back on the caffeine, and regain focus and energy, please try Magic Mind. And if you order by the end of January, you can save 20% at checkout by using this code, PLOWHOSE20. Potatoes like loose, well-draining, rich soil. So this is kind of a problem if you plan to grow potatoes directly in the ground because our black, heavy clay soil just holds too much water and it tends to get very hard when it dries. And this is not good for trying to grow potatoes. 
is you do want to sow them directly into the soil, into your ground. You will need to amend the soil with lots of compost to keep the soil loose. You might be like me and just grow them in a raised bed or in a container. And there are lots of ideas on what you can use um, to grow potatoes in. Um, you can use big tubs, half barrels. You can make a potato box. You can grow them in grow bags. Some people use old trash cans to grow their potatoes. You know, as long as it has drain holes, um, pretty much any large container could could work. Once um, once you're once planted in soil, seed potatoes will start to um, form roots underground and then stems above ground. The roots will draw nutrients um, from the soil. They'll suck up some water too. The stems pop out of the ground while the plants um, send out runners just beneath the soil. And these runners are called stolons. And that is where the tubers will form. Potatoes um, have the potential, actually, to form runners all along their stems. And so to get more potatoes, you want to have more runners. And that's why um, we try to bury the stems. Since potatoes um, put out tubers from their stems, um, it makes them pretty good candidates for growing vertically. So as an example, let's say you have a half barrel that you want to use. Um, you know, put down five or six inches of really well-draining soil, then place your seed potatoes, space them about 12 inches apart, and then cover them with another five inches or so. Um, let them grow a bit, and then you'll start seeing um, the leaves sprouting out of the ground, and just you know, let them grow. Continue to put on more leaves, and then when your plant gets to be about six inches tall, put down some more soil um, and you know, bury them up to the top leaves of the plant. Um, just leave the tops exposed, fill in soil, good stuff all around them. And, you know, depending on the kind of uh, potato, determinate or indeterminate, um, you know, you can just keep on, on doing this um, burying of the stems until it grows out of the top of your container. Determinate potatoes, again, they will um, stop growing about three feet tall. So for those kind of potatoes, you only need um, a smaller, shorter um, container. The plants um, can put out tubers all along the buried stems, and growing vertically will help you save space while giving you a few more potatoes. And, you know, of course, this works better with the indeterminate potatoes. 
Um, several years ago, I found some instructions on the internet, and my dad um, made me a potato box. I had um, it had four boards kind of around the bottom with four posts, one in each corner. So the bottom level was one board wide, and I put seed potatoes in the bottom, and I covered them with about six inches of dirt. And when the tops popped up, I'd screw on another board on all four sides and cover the stems with soil again up to those top leaves. And as the plant would grow, I'd screw on a new board and put down another layer of soil and more potatoes until I ended up with a, like, four-and-a-half-foot-tall box. Now, of course, you don't have to have a fancy box. You can always just plant your seed potatoes in regular beds. And no matter how you decide or where to plant them, just just do it because fresh new potatoes are one of the best things to eat. I think so. They're just so great and it gives such a sense of accomplishment. And it's kind of like finding Easter eggs, except that they're underground and they're potatoes. <laughs> Potatoes uh, take anywhere from 80 to 120 days to grow before the potatoes are ready for harvest. Potatoes are heavy feeders, and they really do best when you um, give them uh, fertilizer. And you want to use a formula that has a little less nitrogen and more phosphorus and a little bit of potassium. Nitrogen is the nutrient that um, encourages the green growth, above ground growth. Um, and we don't want necessarily as much um, nitrogen. We want the potatoes to put more energy into growing runners. So that's where phosphorus um, comes in. And that it would be pretty good if you could look for an organic formula that has less nitrogen um, and a little bit more potassium and phosphorus. So maybe like a formula like 5-10-10, that's going to be... Um, a good formula for um, potatoes. Now, um, you don't really want to do, you know, I, I mentioned that they're nightshades and they're related to tomatoes, but you don't want to use like a tomato formula on potatoes um, because tomatoes, you know, their fruits come from f flowers and um, it, they promote, you know, tomato fertilizer formula promotes growth above ground, and of course you want lots of flowers, but that's like the opposite of what you want for um, their cousins. I guess they're opposites. <clears throat> you want a formula that's good for underground growth, so the uh, potassium will su help support um, underground growth, and overall growth, and um, the phosphorus is going to help with the underground stuff.
Okay, well, um, I'm going to end here today. Thank you for joining me. Um, it's just a really exciting time of year. Um, probably the best time of the year to plant a whole bunch of different plants inside and out. So um, hope you're as excited as, excited as me. I'm so excited I can't talk. But anyway, have a really wonderful week, and I'll be back soon. <laughs>